Hello and welcome to Pounding Pavement. I'm Silas Olson and today we have Andrew Janis from Bacon Academy joining us on the pod. Andrew has a 1600 meter PR of 433 and ran 1713 at the Class M cross country meet at Wickham to make it to the state opens in his first year of cross country. Andrew and I are going to be talking about a variety of topics including this past year's ECC cross country championship meet. Then we're going to talk shortly with Cody Mathewson about the Connecticut runners at New Balance Outdoor Nationals, which happened this past weekend. Also, Spotify is dealing with some technical problems right now, but soon, Pounding Pavement will be on Spotify as well. Okay, let's jump right in. Hey, what's up? Good, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, I have Andrew Janis with me. And about uh, his coaches over the different years, his training this summer, his switch from other sports to soccer, his uh, training philosophy, and since he's going into his senior year, maybe some college plans. We'll see. So uh, first, I want to talk about ECCs this year. How was like the training? Because I knew you had a new coach, Chris Helminski. Is that his yep. name? Yep. How is his training different than, like, some of the training you normally have done? Um, I would say it was a lot more like a college-style kind of training. So, like, all our runs or all our speed workouts would start with a, like, 15-minute um, warm-up and a 15-minute cool-down, which most of our team, including myself, hated. Um, so, it was, like, two miles of a warm-up and two miles of a cool-down. It's not that our team really uh, hated that part. It's just the pace. We didn't like how fast we uh, the warm-up was before the speed workouts. But once we actually got to the workouts, um, our team did a lot more mile repeats than we have in our past. So, like, my first two years of track and field in at Bacon, um, I only did one set of mile repeats. And with Hominski, we did mile repeats about every uh, week. Yeah, because I know – I love like doing that. I would say like fifteen minute warm up and cool down, but mm-hmm. I always run it like close to a ten minute pace. Yeah, for like, us it was like seven thirty. So that's that's quick. I mean, yeah. not quite tempo, but probably like an up tempo pace, and that's mm-hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, not not right before a speed workout. Yeah, because who was your old track coach before? Um, my old track coach was Browning, which this year, uh. He it was the head coach. He focused more on the uh, throws and the jumps. Now, is he your cross-country coach? No, my cross-country coach is uh, Lucas, Jay Lucas. Um, he is the girls, distance, girls track and field distance coach at okay. Bacon. And that's the guy who was like the former Connecticut College? No, uh, the former Connecticut College and uh, Eastern coach was uh, Browning. Okay, yeah. So he must be decent at least for Browning. Yes, um, Browning is currently the middle school uh, cross country coach um, in Colchester. So I've known him for a while, and he's uh, was also the distance coach yeah. um, who I had the first two years of track, and um, he he knew a lot um, about like the sciences of running and what not to do and what to do because I mean he's coached everyone from colleges to like he's had a couple all-state runners so Browning Browning definitely knew what he was doing as well yeah that's really nice I mean I had to get a lot of that from reading just like books like you know uh Jack Daniels book. yes yeah you know I just that's how I got most of the scientific you know what to do what not to do as opposed to the you know run for fun which I yeah. think is important mm-hmm. but um so like I that's your track season. What's different about cross country season for you then? Cross country. So this was my first year doing cross country. You were a soccer player. Yeah, right? I was soccer. Uh, freshman, sophomore year. But this was my first year doing cross country. I knew the cross country coach before because um, he coaches or he teaches U.S. history in the middle school. So I knew him beforehand, um, and. With my first year of cross country, it was just a really uh, family environment, so I had no problem really coming in. 
Um, and we definitely – the intensity isn't the same between, like, cross-country and track, but nor should it be because you're not running, like, 800-meter races in uh, track. Um, but we did about – we did a decent amount of mileage in cross-country. And I think the important thing is, like, last year for us was – a lot of teams are having people like getting hurt down the stretch and like the way that we do it or the way that Lucas's philosophy, he has the kind of like run for like fun philosophy. Um, none of us were hurt and we were all like fresh at the end of the year. So that was really good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, what was your guys's mileage for an average week? Mileage was stayed steady about 35 to 30. And I'm guessing since he's like run for fun, that was a, pretty much a lot of slow miles too um i mean yeah a lot of it was uh slow mileage um however he really believed like the runner knows best so if you wanted to go out and uh like okay, put, so he yeah. does have like free rain a little bit yeah like he let me go on like runs some runs i went by myself um he let me he knew i knew my body best so yeah. that um, he would have us run together, though, on, like, hill repeats we'd do together and track workouts we'd do together. But when it came to the actual uh, mileage he gave us, um, he let us decide uh, how fast and how far we wanted to do. He would just give us a time for how long he wanted us to do it. Yeah, that's really nice. Like, we used to, my freshman and sophomore year, our coach, Doc, would have us do more of those, like, you know, 20-minute free run or 40-minute free run, mm-hmm. just, like, you know, one or two days a week. Yeah. And- it was really like if you wanted to do a 20-minute tempo and you felt you needed that, you, you could say, hey, I'm going to do a 20-minute tempo, and you could go out and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just wanted to run a nine-minute pace, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But like for us, that we didn't do those at all like my junior or senior year. I think we did like one the whole season both years because the problem was kids would literally just like go into the woods and just like do nothing. Yeah. And it kind of sucks because, you know, the rest of us sort of suffered for that, but we had a kid, you know, Josh Carter. Yeah. He, on one of those like 20 minute free runs, he like, it was a bunch of us ran out to like a cliff. He grabbed a vine and like swung off the cliff. Oh man. Oh yeah. Like he was knocked out for a good 20 seconds and we were all just staring at him from the top. It was, it was scary, but you know, Whenever I drive through Colchester, I'll see you guys running and sidewalks and stuff. Yeah. I'm always jealous because uh, we're not allowed to run on the roads, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, at all. Um, well, uh, Yeah, I don't know what we'd do uh, if we couldn't run on the roads in uh, Colchester. I, I mean, hell, Wyndham's course is on the road. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I you think know? what helps us is that our team is just really connected. So, like it'll be very it'll be a very rare sighting to see someone on the team running by themselves um ever so i think that's what like helps us be able to do those like free runs yeah that's really nice and you know i got lucky at lyman with a couple of good runners for me to run with which you know you didn't have too many guys right up in your echelon this year but yeah well, maybe next year you know mhm um so Talking about next year, what are some of your goals for the team for ECCs? I would say mostly ECCs because yeah. class dates is a little bit difficult. But <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, our, we're definitely going to be basing our season around ECCs. Um, I think we actually have a really strong team coming back next year. We, re- we are returning our top six runners, so that is very helpful. Um, and we've gotten faster too, which helps as well. But like next year, in our our top seven, I think we'll have six seniors, which is great. Um, but we've won the division or had a share of the division the last two years. So I think next year we um, we want to win it outright because last year we shared it with Waterford because we beat them in a dual meet, I think, by two points. And then they beat us at ECCs. They finished third. We finished fourth. But uh, I think we're pretty confident that we can at least go for another share of the title and maybe even make – not necessarily run at the ECC title because East Lime looks really strong. 
But I think we could definitely, if we had a good day, place in the top three. Is it just a question of, like, you guys getting miles in over the summer? Or? Um, yeah, I just think it's making sure everyone progresses, like, how they should over the summer. I feel like a lot of times we'll be doing, like, catch-up, kind of. Um, like, this year we were a little slow out of the gate. But uh, we got lucky, like, our important meet, Waterford, was, like, down at the end of the season. So, like, we were still able to win all our meets until ECCs. So, I think just starting out strong um, is important for us. And just, if we're going to start out strong, making sure we don't get injured along the way as well. Because injuries can ruin, like, a team season. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I think, what's the old saying? It's like, uh, seasons can't be won in the summer, but they can be lost, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we exact, we had that exact problem. Like, kids who didn't progress how they should have in the summer came in and got injured first week of the season. You know, stress yeah. fracture problems. You know? And, like, I'm not too concerned that that will be a problem because our team seems really committed right now. And, like, we have a new, like, we have three different, like, workout plans. Like, we're being made for us right now. Which like one's from a cross country coach, one's from our track coach, and actually one another one's from another track coach. So yeah. like everybody should find something a little bit of what they want between the three, and it's just a matter of going out and doing it, which I don't think will be a problem. Yeah, that's always great. Yeah, and I've seen you guys because I'll run on the Lebanon Green a little, and I'll see your, you know, you guys running this, you know, some guys running out there together, and mm-hmm. that's nice, you know. Yeah. I think we did a run once at Lebanon Green, but yeah, I think we only do it on like Saturday morning practices. Okay, yeah, but even that once a week gets people, you know, motivated to run the rest of the week. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean Saturdays are long run days, so like we're blessed in Colchester where we have two different airline trails that uh, actually it might be the same one, but there's two different nice trails that we can go on. Um, yeah, which is awesome. Like last year, I did a run with another one of my teammate and a parent. It was like 12 and a half miles. So yes. like that, we're definitely blessed in Colchester with some good places to run. Now we, we don't have a lot of good places to train for hills, but like trails and making sure we're not running on hard surfaces all the time. That that's good for us here. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'll, I don't do many runs on the airline trail just because I'm really like, I need, lots of hills in my miles in the off season because I'm not a great hill runner. Yeah. I'm not a, going up hills. If I don't have someone to cling on to, I fall behind, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, we have plenty of hills in Lebanon. It's pretty hilly around here. Yeah. So. Mammoth is our, yeah, I remember that, you know, that's back in middle fun. school. I remember. Yeah. And you can, what we'll do like early season, we'll do like full rest hill repeats. So I'll do like, eight by mammoth and it's mammoth is like a short you know 50 no like 40 meter hill i would say 30 meter hill at a steep incline so i do like a full sprint up that full rest you know get your heart rate all the way down then do it seven more times and that's good for like early season sprint conditioning you know you're not really getting your sprint speed but you're starting to get your legs moving get that power in yeah that's important hills hills can ruin a race if you're not prepared for them you know the golf course. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. This I, uh, I remember, two big hills there. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a few. You know, mm-hmm. uh, are you eyeing, you know, Sam next year at all? I mean, as of right now, Sam is just next year going to be on a total different level than the rest of the conference. For um, sure. so unless if I change my training up a lot, I think I might like. I might struggle to get to where he is, but I want to at least con- like try and contend. I'm relatively confident that I'll get a top three finish at ECCs, probably most likely second. Um, but I could definitely see myself if I don't train properly, drop back to third, or if I do really well with um, my training and Sam just has an off day, maybe I can uh, sneak out a win, but Sam's definitely, without a doubt, the odds-on favorite, unless if he gets injured or something. To beat him next year, uh, you're someone's going to have to have the race of their life, and he's going to have to have an off day. 
Yeah, he made a huge jump. I think it was a, his sophomore year track season. Just a huge yeah. jump. Well, back. the thing is, I made a similar jump too, but he made like a jump from like sophomore, freshman to sophomore, and he made that same jump again, uh, sophomore to junior year. Like he was like nine forty seven, maybe in the two mile, and I was like I was high nine fifties, which was kind like kind of similar. Um, but then this year, like I didn't get much faster if any in the two mile and he's like 933 now. So yeah, he's just, exactly. his progression has been very good. Yeah. Cause like you, cause like, you ran a 433 sophomore yeah. year. And then this year at your PR was 436, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Did any, any insights into like why that is? Um, like, or? I think a lot of it was just trying to get into the right races to be perfectly honest um i wasn't in a lot like i didn't i had four shots really uh my first one was at new haven and i didn't do very well there um and then my second one was at earth black and it was a downpour the whole entire time like lane one was filled with puddles because of the mondo surface there um so that was hard to run there. And then ECCs was more of a tactical race, even though I didn't have anything left at the end of ECCs either. So it was really just a struggle trying to find the right race. And part of it also is that I was experimenting with different races either. So I wasn't as confident with like I've been in, with a 16 in the past. Okay, yeah. So you were trying more like 800s and 32s and stuff? Yeah, I was like quadding at a lot of the dual meets. And also in like the ECC Division II, uh, yeah. there isn't really anybody that like can compete with Bacon distance-wise. In, in like track for distance, like we have the top two 1600 runners. Um, so I couldn't really go all out at a dual meet where like Division I uh, – one has luxury of many fast runners that you'll be able to run against with in the dual meet in like division threes. Like you got Alex, but like nobody's going to run with Alex. Um, yeah. So I couldn't really push myself at dual meets. So I really had to focus on the invites and I only really had three shots at it. Yeah. I feel that like, cause I would quad at every ECC meet as well, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you have to to get points for your team it's just what it is yeah so me by the time my race rolls around i've already run you know four by eight 1600 and 800 and now i have to go out and run a 32 and even if i was fresh i'm not running a fast 32 low i'm not running a pr so it's really about getting in those good invite races Mm -hmm. and a couple early season races i didn't want to run the 32 just because my mileage was not where it should be and i wanted to do some early season 16s to get speed to get speed work in first you know Mm -hmm. and um so i mean even in the invites a lot of them were i don't know it just there wasn't a great race until um until i finally broke 10 at states class s i mean even eccs i ran you know 10 15 for the 32 and i would run 10 you know 15 and win by 30 seconds you know yeah and the only good race i had was uh i want to say or give a shout out to taylor nay because i was at old saybrook and it was the 3200 and it was literally just me and him and he was on the comeback because he had stopped training for a while because he was overtraining, and he this was like his first race back and i was like yo taylor you want to run fast today let's switch off laps so we switched off laps and he ran, I want to say, 8.57. No, 9.57, sorry. <laughs> and I ran 10 flat. Yeah. But besides that and besides states, it's just – it's hard to find a great race to run. And I was watching you those first three laps of the ECC mile, and you were hanging on to that lead group. Yeah. And I was hoping that – because it ended up that you split off alone. Yeah, at the, the end. You had no one with you. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of hoping that, you know, a group or two would split off the back. And then Sam and Alex would split off the front, and there would be two groups of two to work with each other. Yeah. But it didn't work Well, out what either. happened then, at least from my eyes, is we got to 600. And I'm not sure if – I think Sam was in the lead at that time. I'm not sure if Sam kicked or if he just picked up the pace. 
but the pace picked up and I knew I had about 400 meters of kick in me. And I knew if I didn't go, then I would not be able to stick with them. So I had to go early with about 600 left. And by the time I got to 250, Tom passed me. And then Tom was able to get uh, to the back of Alex and Alex was making the move on Sam. And I just hadn't, I couldn't keep up with that group. And then, I mean, this year, like, no offense to anyone who ran the ECC 1600, but if you compare it to last year's time, the times were, like, after fourth were abysmal. Like, last year, if I remember correctly, uh, Alex and Brandon Mellinger were, like, 423, 425. Zach was, like, 430. I was fourth at 433. Matt Kirst was 433. Sam was, like, 430. 30 high 430s and then there was like a slew of runners in the 440s but like this year like i think fifth was high 440s and sixth and seventh were like in the 450s so after the lead pack there was nobody there yeah you're completely right there was a glut of pretty you know pretty decent 1600 runners last year Mm -hmm. and i remember last year because i was at that point sam was still relatively newer on the scene you know yeah so I that ECCs was a big race for us all to watch to see how good he was, and he ran like four thirty seven in the mile, which isn't great, and then he ran like I want to say ten thirty or ten twenty in the thirty two. Yeah, that sounds about right. But, hey, maybe we all have a chance for cross country. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't really turn out that way. No, you know. I mean, I felt like even like with Sam's progression. Like, he progressed a lot more in track, too. Because cross-country, like, he won by a good, like, I think five seconds in cross-country. But, like, it still wasn't like he blew all of us out. Like, I think he beat Zach by, like, five seconds and then beat I, you I and I by, more. like, hmm? I think it was more. It was more? Because I, I remember because I was in – because you made a move. Yeah, I made a move that ended up costing me the race. Yeah, you tried to make – we'll put it this way. You tried to make yes. a move going up a hill and sam stuck with you and then you just basically fell back yeah i had nothing left after i should have waited yeah. till after the hill it would have been interesting to see what happens if i did that me and zach king who had recently come back from injury about a month ago were still moving together mm-hmm. a good distance behind sam and you and i want to say josh cardinal were behind us yeah a little. so me and zach were talking and he basically said come on, Silas, let's go get him. And I was like, I have nothing left. Good luck. Yeah. And Zach went after him. And I I didn't think he was too close. Because I know me, me, you and, me you and Josh were way off. Yeah. Like, you were 1728, if I recall correct, right? I think that's right. I was 1731. I know Sam was like 1712. So, yeah, that sounds right. So, too. Zach was, I would say, somewhere in between. Well, obviously, somewhere in between you and sam but i don't know how close it was yeah but like also I, if you looked at the state meets too like zach will had the best time at the state oh, really meet. yeah zach was 16 46 okay i ran the same time as sam at the state class meet granted sam didn't have good competition double m is a uh, laughing stock um yeah he might he probably just didn't run all out that race yeah or you can't run all out i mean you're running alone I mean, yeah, I mean, Double M is just, I mean, I, I ran the same time as Sam. I think Sam finished, no, I ran the same time as Ryan McCauley. And Ryan McCauley yeah. finished fourth at 17-13. And I finished 10th. Yeah, in class. Yeah. And I finished 10th in uh, Class M with the same exact time. <laughs> well, all, you'll get All-State next year, right? That's probably a goal. Mm, yeah, that's the goal, but. In the top ten, only two are uh, graduating. So really, mm-hmm. wow. Well, it is. It it was your first year doing cross country, you know. Yeah. So. So I mean, cross. I think cross country. There's definitely more of a you know learning curve than. Oh yeah. Track. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I've only but, ran um, Wickham a couple times as well. Yeah, I I just pulled up the ECC cross country results here, and you're right. It was seventeen twelve for Sam, seventeen seventeen for Zach. 1728 for me, 1731 for you, and 1733 for Josh Cardinal. Yeah. So, like, Sam obviously was, like, going to win it. But, like, I think he really made that big, like, 
push like between cross country and indoor because like indoor he went to New England. Yeah. And like cross country, it was like we knew he was the favorite, but like it was still like kind of close. But in like, he was in the division one, he was the best uh, distance runner without a doubt. Yeah, and I mean, even at that ECC race, he didn't really have to work super hard. I mean, I was thinking, okay, Andrew's a dumb runner. He's going to run fast <laughs> out of the gate. All I have to do is hang back off Andrew, right? Yeah. Just, you know, I was like, prepare for you to lead the first half of the race. Yeah. And then something happened, and you ran smart, and you were just staying with the lead pack through, I want to say, 800, right? Yeah, I think I was third, I think, behind Tom and Matt Spate went out really hard, I think. Um, yeah. And then when you passed me, I went with you. I was just waiting. I didn't want to lead until someone I knew who was going to win the race, like you or like Zach or Sam passed me. I wasn't going to go until one of you guys passed me. Okay. So. Yeah. My I- one regret, though is not pushing that first hill hard enough. Oh, that first hill that like, Yeah, because our wow. pace drastically slowed down. Wait, which which hill? The hill The like, hill at the first mile. Hill at the first mile. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I cuz I I I pushed the pace going down that sharp downhill like a half mile in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the I, one where you go back up and then it flattens out. Yeah, because I knew the pace had to be really fast to give like me a chance to win over Zach I mean not mm-hmm. over Zach over Sam because Sam has a better kick and I'm like if this is a 5 you know 30 pace or 540 pace you know the first mile none of us are going to win except Sam yeah so I tried to push it hard but again I'm not a great hill runner so I fell back on that big hill you were just talking about I thought about passing you too like yeah. to really put in like a surge because at the time I don't think Zach uh, had caught up to us, and I'm not sure where Sam was. Um, he might have been with us. I w- I'm not sure. Sam, but uh, Sam hmm? caught up to us at the top of that hill. The top of that hill? Okay. Yeah, by the top of the hill, he was with us. Okay. So I thought about it, like making that move there, but like that was my first time ever running the course, so yeah. I was kind of gun-shy to make that move. Yeah. 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 Well, it was a it was an interesting race, and I, I was happy with the way I raced. But probably, maybe you were have a little regret over that move. But yeah, I've a lot of regret that you, you la- one, one with a thousand meters left. Yeah. yeah, you have next year. So yeah, well, next year I feel like it's gonna be weird because I felt like this year's class or race was a lot more top heavy. There was more suspense, and yeah. There's so much more. Like, next year, Sam's probably going to win it without a doubt. I'm reasonably confident I can get second. Uh, I think Chris Chris could challenge me if he has a good summer. Yeah, Chris um, Abby. But I'm re- reasonably confident I can get second or third as long as I. Yeah, because this season, really, I, I was in it. Um, you were in it. Zach was an unknown because of his injury. And Sam really was sort of an unknown since he hadn't had any amazing times, you know? Well, so- the crazy thing about it, too, was I outkicked Zach and beat him by seven seconds in the previous two, two dual meets. So I beat him at Harkness. Yeah. Where I went out really strong. Like, there was, like, six teams there because of, like, some rain um, they had to reschedule meets and stuff, and so there was, it was kind of a big meet. Yeah. So I went out really strong at Harkness, and he closed really hard the final mile, but I was able to hold on. And I think I beat him by like six or seven seconds there. And then our last meet at Zagre Farm, at uh, where Bacon's home course is, yeah. uh, I passed him with like, I want to say 400 to go. And I think I beat him by six or seven there. So, like, six or seven seconds there. So, going into ECCs, I was like, Zach will be near me. Um, it just comes down to, like, if I can, like, outkick him again. And then, like, Zach has this race that nobody had seen yet out of him this year. 
Yes, 100%. And that race is why I was so scared for him coming back to run ECC track, you know. Yeah. Season, because I was like, even if he's coming off an injury and if he hasn't run a fast time, he can still run fast. Because I remembered that ECC cross country race. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really strong at the end there, really strong. Yeah, yeah I mean, he qualified for New England. He yeah. was top 20, no, maybe top 23, something like that. I don't know. Shout out to Zach, though. Like, I was up within the first 20 for the first mile, and it was absolutely a bloodbath and i like i fell back like past 100 it, it, it was rough yeah but shout out to zach for holding that yeah zach king is a great runner well i wonder what he's doing for uh after high school man i think i talked to him about this uh was it rit oh that might have been rit wherever yeah. grant o'connor runs he said like he no okay. like would talk to him so i'm not sure if he's going there yeah. or what but We'll try to have him on the pod sometime. Yeah. Um, so, going into the summer, what is your training going to look like over the summer for mileage? And what are you at right now? Uh, right now, I'm at a big fat goose egg. Um, I'm waiting for school to finish. I decided before I wanted to start my summer training. Okay, that's um, cool. Probably not the best idea, but I, I, I just... I take a week off. That's what I do. Yeah. I was planning to take 10 days off, which, like, that's this, like, what they say, the longest you can go without losing your um, spring mileage. But at the same time, I was sick at the end of my spring or track season. So yeah. I didn't have much mileage to begin with. So I just thought I'd just restart it all um, going back, like, once school ends. And I. I'm going to start out relatively low, like 30, maybe 40, but I am going to double five to six days a week. So I want to be up by 60 to 70 miles. Okay. So that's going to be your peak 60 to 70. Yeah. Because I, last year I went up to NKRC and like, I was like, I never fell off the group, but like I had some really tough runs where like I had to put out everything and like, I don't want to be running every day. Like it's a race up there this year. Yeah, I believe I feel that. <laughs> yeah, because I was going into NKRC, I think, because I had been steadily building. And two weeks before NKRC, I had run like 45. And then the week before, I was on vacation. I only ran like 30. Mm-hmm. And then I went straight to 60 for NKRC. Dude, I was at 10 before NKRC. <laughs> Dude. I-, I was barely training. I was like trying to convince myself, like, I'm doing good. I'll be okay. Shit, that's crazy. Yeah, my summer training last year was abysmal. Yeah, well, hey, that's a positive for this year. Yeah. Because if you were able to run that fast on horrible training last year, you know, you have a shot at All-State this year. That That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping I can get, like, 1630 just by actually training over the summer. I'm not sure. Other than NKRC, my peak might have been, like, 25. Oh, man. Over the summer. my I did not put much... Wow. Much training other than NKRC into the summer. So if that was if your mileage is that low, you might want to, you know, keep these keep all this mileage pretty slow. Yeah, I'm I'm planning to do like a three mile morning run and like maybe a six mile like night run. I'm gonna make sure most of it's not on pavement though, because I don't want to hurt my feet. I had a lot of foot problems my freshman year. Mm-hmm. So I don't want those to reoccur. But I think it was more of a shoe issue. Huh. Yeah. Something like a good thing for foot problems is like before run, uh, preferably not like a warm up, like not a morning run, but like an actual run Do like duck walks, like feet inverted, feet extra, you know, like walk like a duck. And yeah. Then, we know, used to do those in track inward and outward, you know, 50 meters and then do them with your calves up, do them with your uh, toes in the air. Uh, those yeah. are really, really good for foot problems. You know? Yeah, I know exactly what uh, you're talking about. We did those. We had to do those every day uh, for track practice, like my freshman and sophomore years, but then we stopped doing them. Yeah, those are really good, specifically for foot problems. But Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's the other thing with me, too, last year and even yeah. this year. My mileage was low during the summer, and uh, I still don't stretch before I run. <laughs> I yeah. barely – like. I do like I grab my uh, 
toe and I pull it back, like stretch the quad maybe one or two times, stretch the hamstring one or two times. Like, okay, I feel good. Let's let's go out and run. I mean, static stretching before a run doesn't really do much. Yeah. I, I do a little bit of dynamics before all my, you know, serious summer runs. So I'll do uh, leg swings, uh, both sides, front to back, and then side to side. And then I'll do lunges, uh, side lunges, and back lunges, like 10 of them for each leg. And that's all I do for, before my summer runs. But, like, again, like, last summer was the first time that I'd ever run, like, more than 40 miles a week. And I got up – I was cruising at 50. And because of that, because it was, like, a drastic increase in mileage, I had to, like, keep all my runs, like, well into the eight-minute pace range, you know, 840, mm-hmm. you know, just, just to be safe because you get a lot of the same aerobic benefits – by running slow so you don't have to run fast if you just want that aerobic base and it you know helps prevent a lot of injury so yeah running slow if you're upping your mileage for the first time in a while is definitely something to take seriously and that's what like i would do to like counteract my low mileage like all my runs would be very very fast it would be like i want to say in between the 630 the seven minute range last summer so my runs were very quick like but on tempo runs all the time yeah yeah it was like almost every day like tempo runs but like the mileage was very very low yeah i usually just mix in some tempo runs at the end of the summer with you know hill repeats but what i do all summer is uh i mentioned this when i was talking with cody is i do you know strides three days a week um barefoot on the grass you know yeah uh, I'd usually do like six to eight of them, 70 meters or so. And that's good to just keep your, you know, keep your uh, fast twitch muscles not, you know, in top shape, but keep them activated throughout the summer. So when you go into the season, it's not a shock to be running all these fast paces. Yeah, we do strides a lot during track and cross country. I don't so much do them on my own. Like if you're looking not what to do, over the summer, look at like what I did last year, because that's perfect. The perfect example. Um, but I'm hoping I can do a little better this year. We'll yeah. see. I just I like strides because when you run slow for all your mileage in the summer, sometimes your form can get a little sloppy and your you know your feet can get heavy. So doing those strides after a run or even during a yeah. run, a little spurt keeps your form in tip-top shape you know yeah i remember my sophomore year i went on like a seven mile run during like practice during april break um and like that at the time was like the longest run i've ever gone on it was like a seven or eight mile run and i got back and we did uh browning had me do eight times or no it was 10 times 80 accelerates which like is an exact uh workout that Galen Rupp and Alberto Salazar do, except it's more than seven or eight miles. It's probably like 15 or 16 miles. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Right. At like, what pace were they? The accelerates? No, the, the seven or eight miles. Oh, that was, uh, those were fast. I think that was like sevens. Yeah. It was sevens. Cause what happened was. So fast run. Yeah. It was, it was fast because I got to the airline trail. And a guy was getting out of his car at the same time. And it turns out, like, he used to run for University of Bryant. So, like, he was going on, like, a 15-mile run at, like, seven-minute pace. So, he's like, he's like, you want to go on, like, uh, seven-minute mile pace for me? I was like, yeah, until I have to turn around. So, that, that, that was nice. Yeah. And you hear about stories about, like, you know, when you read some of the workout schedules of the, like a Galen Rupp or a yeah, and it'll say like, you know, easy seven miles, five twenty pace, you know, yeah, <laughs> like that's their easy pace. Wait, do you use run to win at all? Uh, I do a little bit. Do you top- ever look at like the top mileage people and just like look at their runs and you're just like, wow, like it's I can't even crazy. imagine doing that. It's crazy. I was there was a guy I saw through Runners Runners World. There was a guy who to raise awareness for, I think, uh, mental illness, he ran a marathon every day for a month. 
Yeah, I heard about that. It was. Cr- I'm like, oh my god, this guy's like a ex-con. He's like super chill. Yeah, but yeah, I'm using Running to Win uh, for my like my college running group. That's nice. like where we're all putting our mileage in. So, uh, what about you? Are you looking at any certain colleges or any plans? Um, not quite yet. I'm still trying to figure out if I want to run in college um yeah i remember my sophomore year i was like totally for it i'm like let's do it i want to go like run like maybe like a low d1 maybe d2 and um like really like do well in college and then like i almost went through a stage definitely during indoor where i almost like hated running like i almost despised some of my like 20 minute yeah. runs in 15 you know, minutes in- indoor track indoor track can do that yeah to you. <laughs> i absolutely like even part of in the beginning of indoor like i absolutely like hated running so like it made me really think like obviously i loved running again like towards outdoor like everything switched for me at the middletown invite that's where i really like i was like okay yeah like i still like running but um i really just before i want to commit to actually knowing i want to like run in college i want to make sure I know that I, like, can do it, I guess, because it's a lot of work in college. Like, especially, like, if you're going to run, like, D1 or D2 or at, like, a high D2. Like, for example, like, I've looked at Stonehill a little bit. Like, they're top 15 in the country for D2. I'm not saying, like, I could run there. They're, like, essentially a D1 team. But, um, like, those are probably, like, two runs a day. Like, one's probably, like, at 8 a.m. and Another one's probably, like, four. You'd have to adjust all your classes, like, around it. And I just want to make sure um, I want to, like, actually continue to do it in college. And I think I do want to do it. I just need to find, like, the right fit. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of it's, like, you know, meeting with coaches and talking with them about their programs and just, you know, getting to know them, you know. And I was sort of the same as you. Like, I didn't even – even I didn't want to run it, even, like, a low D1, like a CCSU or a UVM because, sure, I could could run there and, you know – I could be moderately successful, but it just, I didn't want the, it's just so much rigor going into running. And you said it two runs a day. They really control your life in a lot of ways. So, and like, that's why I I also just want to enjoy college. Like exactly. Well, I know a lot of it's going to be like, gotta make sure your grades are good, not flunking out and all that. But, um, like I just feel I'm a worried that if I do, track at a like a very like competitive school that like that wants to win like national championships not necessarily at like a d1 level because i could never run there but like at a d3 level like if there's a school like i decided to go to that like like is that good like i just want to make sure like i can get like almost a college experience out of it yeah too as well I mean, that's really why i chose d3 because you know i do love running but I don't want it to control my yeah. life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I encourage anyone who, like, really loves running but may not be – have the talent or the desire to go D1 to, you know, to go to a D3 school, try it out. If you don't like it, I tell, you know, if you want – try it out at ECSU, you know. Yeah. Kids at Lyme like running. I'm like, join ECSU. It's not – they're not super competitive, you know. They're – but you'll have fun. It's D3 mm-hmm. running, you know. And, like – You'll be part of there's kids on my like my team there like oh uh, like I, if I were as good as you like I would definitely like run in like college and like I'll look at them and like let's say they'll run like 19 minutes for 5k and I'll be like you can still run in college there's plenty yeah. of like teams that will like still like have you run for them in college and not like necessarily what a lot of division three schools will do is like a lot of them will tell me like oh like I would want like a scholarship like like you could get and like a lot of division three schools they can't give out uh athletic scholarships but like they'll switch it and like they'll call it merit scholarship even though like it's kind of like for like athletics at the same time too so it'll be like wink wink nudge yeah (laughs) um but like i'll just be like dude like you can definitely run in college and not be like you don't have to be a sub 18 minute 5k runner to run in college yeah, you can run in college, you can have fun, be part of the team, 
you know, maybe even travel with them to one or two races, you know, yeah. it's really, you know, it's, it's fun. And that's a nice thing about cross country too, or not even cross yeah. country, just running. Like you don't need to be, um, like really, really good to run at the next level, like past high school. And the other thing yeah. I absolutely love about running is like a lot of the team sports, like you'll see like all state awards and like all American awards. And like, those aren't always like legit, like, so, yeah, it's very political. But like, with track, it's like fastest fastest person wins. Times don't lie. Yeah, times don't lie for sure. And you touched on it a moment ago. Like, there's even if you aren't a fast runner, there's a mutual respect in the entire running community. You know, among each other. Even not even if you're on the you don't have to be in the same team. You know, guys who are on other teams who are running your race. You know, there's a mutual respect there and after the race you congratulate each other and you you know like i became friends with you from bacon academy through running like if we were both soccer players i'd almost guarantee you that would never happen yeah i'd probably like Like, give you a little kick in the ankle like (laughs) if i was still playing soccer as you're walking away from play (laughs) exactly swear a little bit you know yep (laughs) it's a different culture yes it is you know, I think my because I had been playing soccer my whole life and my parents were like a little wary about me switching to cross country because my life had been soccer up to eighth grade or up to freshman year. But after like being immersed in high school running culture, they were like, wow, this is a whole different scene than, you know, competitive high school soccer, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that switch from soccer to cross country. Yeah, I feel like that is a lot happens a lot more like in the men's side too like there's so many people who like start off as soccer players and now run like cross country or like are even really good like track runners like alex like he's play soccer and he's crazy fast my teammate like matt liberty he's a 201 800 runner he plays soccer he could be easily top five in the ecc next year for cross country if he wanted to go out and do it but the little stinker wants to play soccer, which he's actually really good oh, at. Yeah. So I'm not gonna okay. argue about <laughs> with him for it. Yeah, but I think like the first year we won a state championship, three of our top five runners were soccer converts. You mm-hmm. know, and this year we're getting another one who's switching over from soccer to cross country. It speaks a lot to you know just the culture of the two two sports. Um, yeah, pasta parties and all that are just as much a part of cross country is actual races yeah oh, <laughs> you know? at least there's always at least one uh memorable pasta party a year <laughs> at, at least one at least one <laughs> we've had our share of crazy ones you know what yep. I, mean? I know exactly what you mean yeah okay well uh anything else you want to talk about or... um i just for everyone who's listening if you run in the ecc or any conferences around here don't be afraid to, like, get together, go on some distance runs. Distance runs are a lot more fun with, like, more than just yourself. Like, I run with kids from my town all the time. And also, uh, all you guys who are listening should go up to NKRC. It's really fun. So you'll be in the best shape of your life after. Um, that is for certain, as long as you're not doing, like, 90 miles right now. Uh you will be in the best shape of your life after that camp, as long as you don't get hurt, of course. Yeah, for sure. NKRC makes you, you know, you get the mileage in, but it, you also learn so much from other oh, yeah, too. Yeah. runners up there. I mean, and yeah, we're going to have uh, group runs at Lyman Memorial High School Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, probably in the afternoon, probably at like 5 o'clock through Bean Track Club. So if any of you guys want to run with us then, the more the merrier, you know. We're all – all different distances, all different paces, but yeah. I like it. Being track cool. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for being on. Yep. Andrew. No problem. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yep. Catch you later. And, Good luck and, with college. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, now I'm just going to talk with Cody Matheson for a few minutes about high school nationals, which happened this weekend. Okay. See you, see Andrew. Ya. What's up, Cody? How's it going? You ready to talk a little uh, 
New Balance Outdoor Nationals? Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, you prefer other meets, as I've heard before. You like Flix PR more than New Balance Nationals. Yeah, and um, over the weekend was USATF Juniors, which was probably like more interesting than New Balance Nationals, I think. I don't know about that, Cody. Uh, we'll let you rant about USATF Juniors next week, okay? How about that? Uh, sure. Okay, deal. Um, I just want to start off with maybe Alex listened to our podcast last week because guess what? All he did at Nationals was the 3,200. Um, he got... no, I just think that was like his like season plan probably. Yeah, probably. That's obviously what it was. He just wanted to double at every meet to, you know, get his fitness level up. Um, He ran 907 and got fourth, which is obviously All-American. What was the winning time, though? I want to say the winning time was 859. Um, Fair. I looked at the humidity, and the humidity was literally 85% at the time of the race. So that's probably why the race was so slow, you know. Um, so, you know, congrats to Alex, um, all American, really impressive. Um, the other all American group was Hall's DMR. Uh, they got fourth place at 10 Oh seven. That's a school record too. Yeah. School record, which is really impressive. And Trey Cormier, who's on that DMR. Got fifteen yeah, one, I think. Junior. Yeah, fifteen one. That's a school record also. Yeah, so now he holds the school record in the sixteen hundred, the thirty two hundred, and the five K. And that fifteen oh one five K was he has like the indoor like three K record too, I think. Oh nice. And he has a whole nother year, Jesus. Yeah. Um yeah, so he got eighth uh, in the five K. And uh, let's see. Oh, another school record was Xavier's four by eight. Um, what did they run? 751, maybe? I think, yeah, 751. Uh, no, yeah, 750 or 751, yeah. So that was a school record. Um, I was talking with Owen, and he said that his split was 156, which was really impressive. Uh, yeah, but that's consistent, 156, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, oh, Xavier also had that 1030 DMR um, for 16th <laughs> place. Yeah. He was uh, – Owen was also telling me they did the four-by-mile, but Peter Schulten let off in, like, 438, so they just gave up. <laughs> um, I guess for Peter, 438 is not a good mile time at all, you know. <laughs> no, not compared to his PR, I, I don't think. No. Yeah, I don't know his PR, but – I think his PR is, like, low 20s. Like, mid to low 20s. Mid to low 20s. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean – I could probably run a 438 if I trained for it, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, Ken Little. He won New England. Oh, yeah. But I was looking at it, and he ran 206 in the 800. Yeah. And got second to last. So something happened. <laughs> um, I didn't watch any of the races. No. But, yeah. So that was for – he runs for Derby, Ken Little. And Derby's sprint medley got 12th in 329. So that's that's really good. Um, Joe Pearl from Manchester got 17th at 155 in the 800. Ooh. Yeah. He has a school record, too. Oh, yeah, for Manchester? Yeah, but I think he got it opens. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there, you know, the 800, if Ken Little had – been up to the where he usually is at like 152 he would have been you know close to that top six group but you know i don't know what happened that's fair though i don't know what happened uh what else oh um there was a 2k steeplechase runner from new milford eli nahome yeah yeah (laughs) yeah he he got seventh dude overall yeah at 617 yeah, Ooh. crazy. Oh, wait. No, 17th. Sorry. Oh. Or something like that. I'm trying to find kudos it. To him. Yeah, kudos to him. Oh, 27th. 27th. Sorry. Okay, hey, still. Still. It's Nationals. I'm, <laughs> it's yeah, good. but it's New Balance Nationals. Not yeah, Brooks th- PR. 
Cody, Brooks PR is not Nationals. <laughs> okay, but it's like equivalent. No, if it's you don't not. see that talent like consistently at like New Balance. Yeah, but when you win Brooks PR, you don't say, "Oh, I won Nationals." I'm, you're yeah, not a national you gotta champ. think winning a meet like Brooks PR or like the Adidas Dream Mile, like is like probably like having better like I don't know, just having that title seems like. Adidas like Dream Mile, I would give you. Adidas Dream Mile is pretty insane. Yeah, but the times the last couple of years have been like terrible. Yeah, but it used to be a huge thing, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much all the Connecticut runners in the that went to nationals. Again, congrats to Alex Korzinski on that fourth place in the thirty two hundred. What do America. you what do you think of um Caitlin Tohey's Mile record like four thirty three, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. four thirty three national record. Like that's faster than I could run in the mile right now. You know, um, that's crazy, dude. So did did she get the two mile record earlier this season too? Yeah, and okay, the, yeah, 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 either two mile or the three k. That was um, that was like at the locks game, so I think in New York. Yeah. Yeah, because that was where Alex ran his eight fifty six. Yeah, and right? she's a sophomore. She's a she's a sophomore. Yeah. What? I thought she was a junior. Oh my <laughs> god! Holy crap, dude. Well, you know, sometimes you know, with girls, they don't really, you know, sometimes progress the same way as guys do. Um, you know, guys, there's usually more consistent, you know, improvement year to year. But girls for girls, sometimes, poop. yeah, you know, like. Sometimes sophomore year, they'll junior year, they'll get worse, you know, or like it's an up and down roller coaster more than a steady progression um, just because of the way they develop in biology, you know what I mean? So we'll see how she does at the next level and as she's a junior and a senior. Um, that's crazy, dude. I think the uh, 3200 was won in like 10.04 or something. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I forgot who it was, but, um, the, I think they had an injury in the right. Like yeah, they cut you did, their, yeah. Do you see the pictures of it? Like her, it was her bloody. Ankle was like gashed, and like her spikes were like covered in blood and her socks. So did she, there's all that blood? She must have just gotten spiked, right? Well, yeah. Or wow. like she that, spiked herself, maybe. Spiked herself, maybe. Yeah, like wow. Ten oh four, not as impressive as four thirty three, I would say, but close no. to it. Yeah. Um, do you know what uh what her two mile record was? Tuoi or however you say her name? Tohi. I think it was like Tohi. Like nine fifty. I want I don't know, I wanna be generous. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there was you know, a lot of crazy things. I think it was uh, the heat got to a lot of the races down there. Um yeah. Some of them weren't super, super fat. Like, the mile was super disappointing. I don't know if it was tactical or – but the winning time was 4-12. Who won? Um, Sean Dolan from yeah. Hopewell Valley. Uh, never heard of him. I think that's Wisco. Uh, no, or, or that's, no uh, that's, that's somewhere, like, in, like, the Midwest. No, it's, no, it's New Jersey, dude. Oh, real shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what do you What do you think of um, Kyle Garland in the decathlon? Dude, I didn't look at any decathlon results. What Dude, What was he, the deal with that? He is like nasty, and he's going to Georgia next year, and is like gonna gonna like win like like the national champs as a freshman, probably. Like I oh really no I I honestly think he could win like a world championship like for like at least juniors. Like maybe like really? U twenty world champs, like Holy at crap, least. Dude. dude, that's crazy! Oh my god! Wait, I'm looking at. I'm trying to look at decathlon now. What's his name? Kyle Garland. Oh, I'm not seeing him. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god. Decathlon's like one of those sports where, um, it's just like. You know, you can look at a sprinter and say, oh, he's the best track athlete in the world. But I don't know. I, I think that decathlon is probably the best judge of the best athlete in the world more than any other sport, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. 
Um, like Ashton Eaton literally could have probably gone pro in like five separate events. Um, oh yeah, which is crazy. Like what? Like he could go. You know Curtis and- Beach from the U.S. decathlon. He like no. just switched last year from like like the decathlon completely because he's like nasty at like mid distance running. And oh really? Yeah, he's like he was in like four hundred hurdles, like eight hundred like earlier. That was like his like main event really, and he was like competing separately than the decathlon in that. And yeah. like at the indoor world champs in like 2016 I think in that like 800 final it was like the last event like he went out and had like like an extremely generous lead like probably like 15 20 meters like on the entire pack and he like kicked like in the 800 and like led the entire time and like Eaton closed and I'm pretty sure that's when he like set the like American national like indoor record. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I'm pretty sure like he needed to like get like a perfect score in like the like final event, the 800, and like like Curtis like winning it or like placing up there also as an American like helped him out. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, decathlon's so weird with all its like scores and certain times course yeah. on with certain scores and you know. But I think that, like, but that guy Curtis Beach, like last year, he announced he is completely done with the decathlon and he's focusing on, like those shorter events, like mid distance, like eight hundred yeah. to four hundred. Like, yeah. I don't think he's like focusing as much as on the four hundred hurdles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those decathlon guys have talent to probably do yeah. a ton of, you know. But talking about like. Decathlon and heptathlon. Kaliana won the Connecticut uh, heptathlon, and like she was supposed to have a huge lead, but like I think she messed up really bad on like the javelin and another event, and she had to like win the uh, eight hundred by like two seconds over second place, and she won it by like four seconds. And you know, she's, she's insane. But you know what I was learning about? You know how she does hurdles, right? Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, obviously. Um, apparently, the re- like a big reason she switched to hurdles from like sprinting, like pure sprinting, is because of like um, the nasty, uh, like the this is pretty controversial, but the transgender uh, girl from I want to say Bulkley or something, who's what? now competing as a girl um, and like winning all the Connecticut sprinting events. So apparently she transferred to hurdles so she wouldn't have to run against this girl um, because obviously she couldn't beat her, which is crazy. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so she's doing hurdles. And obviously, you know, she's winning titles doing 300 hurdles. But No, she's not just winning titles. She's also set, like, records in every single meet that she's ran this season. Yeah, I know. She's absolutely nasty. But this girl, like... Who used who is identifies as a girl, um, Terry Miller from Bulkley. She's just a sophomore, and she won the state open meet. Um, you good there, Cody? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Terry Miller. She won the state open meet, um, and she set the girls' hundred meter dash state record, dude. <laughs> as a sophomore. Whoa. Yeah. So she like took down the state year? record this year. Yeah. The record was 1182, and she ran, I think, like 1177. So crazy. as a sophomore, she took down the state record. Um, By yeah. 0.5 seconds, too. Well, 0.05. Uh, yeah, 0.05. That's but, dude, crazy. she won the meet. Her seed was, like, not her actual time, but her seed – Um was almost a second faster than anyone else. No, a second faster than second place. Damn. Yeah, her seed almost. Like, just at – because the thing is she hasn't undergone any, like, probably hormone therapy or stuff like that. 
So, you know, just because there's no regulation in Connecticut yet, which we really need. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't thought enough about it to have an opinion, but um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about pertaining to nationals and not USA track and field juniors? <laughs> uh, honestly, no. I I honestly don't care much about the results. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's New Balance Nationals. You get the All-American, uh, what are they? They get the paper crowns, right? Yeah, all and all the gear. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, quick, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Cardio's for Weenie's Instagram account because they gave us a shout-out this week um, on their Instagram account, so we appreciate it, guys. So Cardio is for Weenie's is, like, a pretty funny running account to follow. Plus, they have some sweet merch on there once in a while. And their Instagram account is cardio is for weenies, one word, no spaces. Um, yeah, you can follow Pounding Pavement on Instagram as well at Pounding Pavement Podcast. That's where we're going to be posting updates about upcoming guests and episodes. Uh, next week's probably going to be a whole recap of USA's Outdoor Nationals. And the week after, I don't know, we're probably going to get another guest on. So DM us on Instagram or email us at poundingpavementpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, and suggestions. Let us know what you guys want to hear on this podcast, what guests you want us to have, or like any other running-related questions we can answer, for you, answer on the pod. Uh, me and Cody will do our best. Uh, find the Pounding Pavement page, uh, the Pounding Pavement page on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, scroll down to where it says rate and review and tap five stars. Uh, it goes a long way in helping spread this podcast. Okay. Thanks for being on, Cody. I'll see you next week. All right. See you.